Today is a first on the Game Time Guru. We're bringing up a topic that's never been discussed before on the show, and I've got CC Hockley to help me out. This is the Game Time Guru. So, what time is it? Game Time Guru! If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up and let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to the Game Time Guru Podcast. I told you in the introduction, I've got CC joining me today. But before we get started, I want to make sure that you guys know to go and follow me on all my social platforms. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also go to iTunes and leave me a review. I would appreciate it if you could show some support and let me know what you think of the show. Five stars is always appreciated. But today, like I said, we're bringing up a topic that's never been discussed before. It's professional wrestling. And CC is dropping knowledge bombs like he always does. He's done his research, and he's ready to share it with you. So don't miss this episode. Can't wait to bring him on. Get ready. Here we go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. Today, I'm joined by what is normally our hockey expert, but he's actually going to be our wrestling expert. He's been on the show multiple times. He even interviewed me before. Uh, it's Mr. C.C. Hockley. C.C., thanks for joining the show today. Hey, as always, Shane, thanks for having me, bud. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'm so excited to have you. I, I love when, this is the thing, when C.C. comes to me, he says, hey, Shane, what about this idea or this idea or this idea? He always comes to me with so, such amazing ideas, and I'm always game for it because today we're taking another angle on on sports that I haven't taken before, and CC's done his research, and that's what the listeners absolutely love, man. They, they love hearing you because you come here with such thorough research about certain topics, and, and they like to hear it because it, it gives them that perspective of someone who's done their work. So we're excited to have you on the show, CC. Uh, we're going to be talking about wrestling, so... Let's break into it and, and, and tell me what you got. Well, you know, I I think a lot of kids that grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s were just into professional wrestling, me included. And so to, to kind of prime the pump with, with that little tidbit of information, you know, that was me as a, as a preteen and, and a teenager. You know, I was, I was into the WWF when they were called that. Now there's the WWE and, of course, WCW and the the Monday Night Wars as they called it you know the back and forth between Monday Night Nitro you know WCW and and the Raw is War the WWF Monday Night brand and yeah and I just recently got back into pro wrestling a couple of years ago because of the top ten lists that I saw on YouTube through What Culture and they've been pr- producing these top ten wrestling lists and and that kind of piqued my interest and got me back into into pro wrestling so. I guess with with all of that said, my question to you, Shane, is if when, if you had ever watched pro wrestling and and how long has it been if you had? Man, it's been since I was in middle school. And I I remember, CC, I was actually huge into wrestling when I was growing up in like third, fourth, fifth grade. Um, WCW was kind of my, I, I had my, my heart was with WCW. I never really liked the WWF, and I loved Sting. So when the the WCW crew came here to Boise, it was actually I believe it was in Nampa to the Idaho Center. Um, we went and watched that, and it was so amazing. I got to see uh, Hulk Hogan actually showed up there. It was one of his like he returned out of nowhere. Uh, I got to see Sting, and I got to see some cool people there. So I I actually used to love it when I was a kid. I just haven't followed it for a while. It's probably been man. Now I'm thinking about it. It's 12 years old, so. You know, we're talking 17, 18, 18 years. Oh, wow. So it, it's been a while for you then. 
Yeah, it's been a while, so this is where you're going to catch me up as well. So, Yeah, and like I said, I just got back into it a couple of years ago, so so I'm still kind of catching up with all the storylines and things I missed, you know, for a good 10, 15 years there. But, but yeah, let's let's talk about the WWE first. Um, I, I, WCW is no more. Um, you know, WWE bought them out in 2001. So, yeah, let's let's talk about the WWE. A few weeks ago on Monday Night Raw, Vince, Shane, and Stephanie McMahon, the, the leadership group of the McMahon family that run the WWE, and the WWE Vice President of Operations, Triple H, who used to wrestle and is now part of the executive committee that runs the that runs the company, they'd announced that they, you know, had heard a lot of backlash from the fans on social media. They weren't very happy with the product, especially Monday Night Raw. And so they all four came on TV and said, We're we're taking over the product again. We're gonna make this good for you guys. And especially on the flagship Monday night program that has been running for over 25 years. Now some minor changes have occurred on, on that show. And, and there's starting to become more changes on the, the other WWE show, main show, SmackDown Live. But, you know, aside from certain superstars moving over to that brand, there really hasn't been too many big things occurred. You did mention Hulk Hogan, and he did come back when the former WWE interview figurehead and broad or commentator mean gene oakland passed away recently and hulk hogan came back after three plus years gone from television he had a he had a racist rant that was aired on tmz and and so wwe distanced themselves as much as possible from hulk hogan but they brought him back he gave a really heartfelt tribute you know didn't make it about himself and so yeah that was that was kind of a controversial decision by the WWE that happened recently. But another thing that we'll kind of transition into later and talk about is more options are popping up for pro wrestling fans to digest, um, especially across the Pacific Ocean, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and also here locally, uh, Ring of Honor, um, Impact Pro Wrestling, and we'll get into another new promotion that's popping up. But, but yeah, a lot of fans are moving away from traditional WWE programming, or they just, you know, can consume either or. You know, that's kind of the age we live in is that with the Internet and everything, you know, watching a, a wrestling show in Japan is, is more accessible than ever. Man, it's crazy. It kind of reminds me of how, like, I guess professional fighting in a sense, like the U, U, uh, U.S. Oh, my goodness. UFC. Um, is going like you've got other people, other fighting organizations that are opening up across the world, and, and it's giving people different outlets to you know to enjoy the fighting. So it's the same things going on in professional wrestling, which I had no idea about. So we had the WWE shakeup. Now let's talk a little bit about this. You you wanted to talk about this WWE Saudi Arabia controversy? Can you break that down for us? Yeah, absolutely. So like I mentioned earlier, what culture? They they don't just put out top ten lists on YouTube. They're actually a a full blown pro wrestling news organization now, and they actually reported that the WWE and the General Sports Authority of Saudi Arabia, um, according to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer Radio, who is a has been a big pundit of pro wrestling since the eighties, um, Dave Meltzer reported that the WWE and Saudi Arabia are in an agreement for ten years. $45 million a year, so you do the math, $450 million will go to World Wrestling Entertainment over that time period. And that's because, you know, the, the WWE struck up a deal with Crown Pin... Hmm, excuse me. 
Crown of Prince Mohammed bin Salman. Say that ten times fast. Yeah, holy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the he is the leader, the crown prince over there in Saudi Arabia. And he's supposedly using the events to push forward, quote-unquote, liberal reforms in the com- country, but women can't even participate in the ring uh, during these events. Um, WWE has had two major events in Saudi Arabia, and the women's wrestlers have not been allowed to compete because, you know, Saudi law says that females must have a male guardian, abide by a strict dress code, they need a guardian's approval for marriage, divorce, travel, education, many other things that many other females around the world are, you know, more than allowed to do. And so that's obviously a concern. Um, LGBT rights in Saudi Arabia are amongst the worst in the world. You know, their their law says that they have the right to arrest and detain anyone participating in homosexuality. So, you know, the crown prince is, is pushing these quote-unquote liberal reforms and bringing in this Western entertainment, but there's also still these hardline things that occurred. And, of course, you know, like I mentioned, the two events have occurred in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia so far. The greatest Royal Rumble occurred in April 20. On April 27, 2018, and Crown Jewel happened on November 2, 2018. And Crown Jewel especially was tainted because of the death of Saudi journalist Jamal Khashoggi on October 2nd. He was called to a Turkish embassy or a Saudi embassy in Turkey, and and he was killed, you know, presumably by the Saudi Arabian government. And so that was a major thing. You know, is WWE going to renege on their on their contract? They didn't. They ended up going through with Crown Jewel, and assumingly, assumedly they're going to go through and continue on with these shows in Saudi Arabia in spite of the controversy. So, you know, Vince McMahon has never been never been one to shy away from controversy, and he's never been one to shy away from making that, that coin and that dollar. And so, you know, essentially it, it's just a, it's kind of a kerfuffle, if I, if I can use that, that funny word. It's... It's a messed up situation for the WWE, and the more shows they have in Saudi Arabia, you know, I'm sure people will probably forget the journalist situation. But yeah, it's been a it's been a controversial decision, no doubt, by the WWE to continue on with that agreement. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So yeah, there's a lot that goes into it that you know I wouldn't have even thought about. But everything you just brought up there, the the law with the females, and it's kind of crazy. I think a lot of us don't realize that other countries like that and, and other areas of the world. There's just so much thing. We take a lot of things for granted, but there's a lot of things you got to take into consideration. Like the, the females, they can do a lot of that stuff freely, like you said. And you know, obviously over there you can't. And then yeah, the LGBT rights. This is insane. Just the stats you just pulled up for us, and it's definitely something I would never have thought about. And it's just being completely honest. And it's just crazy to see like how I can totally see where there's a controversy there and what's going on. So appreciate you bringing that up for us. Uh, what else we got? What else we got, CC? Well, there's a lot of waves being caused in the wrestling world by a new promotion that is coming around that's called All Elite Wrestling. And let me give you a little backstory on it, Shane. So on January 1st, um, 2019, the announcement was made that this new independent promotion was going to be debuting. And once again, the name of it is All Elite Wrestling, or AEW for short. And the company will be owned and funded by Jacksonville Jaguars co-owner Tony Khan. Now, the Khan family, you know, they own a football club in England. They own the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're, they're, they're billionaires. And so, you know, they're throwing their their financial backing behind this company, which is huge because 
if you want any good company to succeed, you're going to have to have a good bank of, of money. And so to have the Khan family basically approach the people who have spearheaded, which I'll bring up later, the people who have spearheaded all elite wrestling and say, hey, if you guys are you know, really wanting to change the world, we're willing to back you. And so that was huge. And it all started when Dave Meltzer, the name I mentioned before from the wrestling, <clears throat> excuse me, the wrestling observer radio, he was asked in May of 2017 if Ring of Honor, an independent wrestling promotion, could sell 10,000 tickets at an event. You know, normally they, you know, play these, well, they, they wrestle at these small venues. But, yeah, somebody asked him on social media if they could do that. And he said, not anytime soon. And an independent wrestler, Cody, then responded on social media, I'll take that bet, Dave. And the wheels began to turn. So Cody and a few of his cohorts uh, by a tag team by the name of the Young Bucks, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, uh, they headed up planning this event in Chicago called All In. And it went from a uh, Ring of Honor event to a self-funded event. And long story short, the event took place on September 1st, 2018. It sold 11,263 tickets, well over the 10,000-person mark that initially got brought up on social media there. And it was the first non-WWE or WCW event to sell more than 10,000 tickets since 1993. And based off that momentum, Cody, you know, the Young Bucks, those two groups I mentioned, Cody's wife, Brandi Rhodes, um, another wrestler by the name of Hangman Adam Page, a few other wrestlers decided to create All Elite Wrestling in in the, the wake of this because of the success and because of just the the ripples that are being caused by another independent promotion that will give the WWE some some competition maybe or at least some some fire under their butts so that they can you know get the creative juices flowing because like I said a lot of fans aren't happy with the creative direction that the WWE is going in and so to have a, a legitimate competitor aside from you know New Japan Pro Wrestling which is a, an ocean away and Ring of Honor which hasn't really built itself up as a legitimate competitor you know this this new this new promotion is definitely intriguing the wrestling world. Absolutely, man. So it's crazy to me now that we're seeing this, like we just said before, we've got competition getting into the pro wrestling game. And it's just crazy because now you see uh, it's kind of like football is mixing with pro wrestling because we got the owners of the Jaguars there. So it's, it's so crazy to, to go through this and I'm, and I'm just listening to your, your stories. I would never have known this, but it's, I guess for me, from an outsider who kind of just distanced himself from pro wrestling, I never really heard about any of this stuff. But uh, when when we're pulling up statistics, you know, there was it was the first you know non WWE non WCW event to sell over ten thousand tickets. That's actually insane. Uh, that's just insane. Um, in, in my perspective, just I just don't hear about them all. But that's a lot of people to be going to an event, which obviously shows that it's it's a legit it's a legit organization and it has a lot of potential. And, um, so going back to the football thing though, we've got football competition. You've been on the show with me before CC, where we talked about complimentary versus competitive leagues for the, for the NFL and the NFL itself is even bringing in the, you know, the, the AAF right now that's launching here soon. And, and, and then we got the XFL coming apparently too with, you know, I guess that goes into the wrestling as well, but you got basketball with the G league that's here. Um, and they've got overseas, uh, baseball's got the minors. You know, we've got all these sports that have have some sort of competition. Like I just mentioned, the UFC and, and mixed martial arts. They got Bellator, and then they've got fighting organizations overseas. But now we got a pro wrestling, and I think they've got a legit organization. So let's bring it back to the football game. Uh, sorry, the football 
the, the football world uh, and talk about this All Elite Wrestling press conference that just happened uh, a couple weeks back. Yeah, so they actually held the press conference on January 8th, and they held it at TIAA Bank Field, which is where the Jacksonville Jaguars play. And so you've got this intertwined relationship. You know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be unavoidable. The, the company is going to be based out of Jacksonville. And so to, to hitch their wagon with that and to kind of fly in the face of Vince McMahon's XFL, you know, the XFL is going to be obviously a competitor of, you know, the AAF and the NFL ultimately. And so, yeah, they held it at the, at the football field or right outside, rather, TIAA Bank Field where Jacksonville plays. And they, they made a bunch of announcements. You know, they, they announced their first producer, you know, the one half of the tag team in the WWF back in the day, uh, badass Billy Gunn. <laughs> He's going to be a producer in the show. And they also announced their second big independent show called Double or Nothing. You know, the first show is called All In, and now this is Double or Nothing. So another kind of gambling reference there. This one's actually going to take place in Las Vegas on May 25th at the MGM Garden Arena, which hasn't hosted a wrestling event on a grand scale in a number of years. That was probably, you know, 20, 25 plus years. The same figure as the 10,000 tickets in a non-WWE or WCW event. But the gentleman that I mentioned, Cody, and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, they have announced themselves as the executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling. And you as an entrepreneur, you'll appreciate this. Cody is only 33 years old. Oh, and he wow. left He left the WWE in May of 2016. He had a, a terrible gimmick called Stardust. He, he just wore this face paint and was kind of this, you know, odd, eccentric, you know, guy that called on the power of the stars. And it was just a, it was a bizarre wrestling gimmick. Gimmicks can be a little bizarre when it comes to wrestling characters. And Cody, he definitely wasn't happy with it. So he left. He made a name for himself in New Japan Pro Wrestling and Ring of Honor, holding major titles there. And now he's pushing forward. And his wife, Brandy, is 35. She's got a master's degree in broadcast journalism. And they're both taking the head. You know, Cody has an executive vice president, president rather, and Brandy has been dubbed the chief brand officer, which is similar to the same position Stephanie McMahon has in WWE, to where she will, you know, basically be the face of the company, but also be in charge of, of women's wrestling as well. And they announced their first female signing at this press conference. Britt Baker, she'll be wrestling for the company. They also stated that both men and women will receive equal pay, which of I don't need to tell you how huge that is in in any company. Oh man, that is uh, that okay? Yeah, that's that's insane, uh, especially for something like this in this industry. I think you could, especially professional sports in general. Like, yeah, that's that's a big time, big time announcement. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with with that said. Um, let me go back to the Young Bucks real quick. Sorry, I forgot to mention their ages. Matt Jackson is 33. Nick Jackson is 29. You've got a bunch of young entrepreneurial, you know, just guys and, and gal that are willing to put forth their efforts and put forth their energies to, to make this work and to make this a big thing. They've, they've signed a number of big wrestlers from the independent scene. But one of the biggest that I think maybe you'll recognize is a guy that wrestled a, a lot of time in WCW and a lot of time in the WWF, WWE, Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they signed him because, you know, he, he left the WWE to kind of do his own thing in New Japan Pro Wrestling for a little while. 
still got it. He's pushing 50 and he still wrestles like a madman out there. And yeah, he's, he's signed on and he's, he's ready to go. And the signings are just going to continue, you know, as, as time goes on and especially in the lead up to double or nothing in May. But this, this is big. This is huge. Like I said, it's causing a lot of ripples in the wrestling world and it's got me excited. It's got a lot of fans excited and it'll be really interesting to see just how, you know, with the backing and the financial support that they have, how far they can really go with this. Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, just going along with this, it's kind of getting me excited and interested, I guess. It's kind of like peaking my interest when I was kind of distanced from pro wrestling for a while. So I actually just talking to you about this and, you know, hearing about it before we started the show, um, I definitely am going to check this out. So that's the thing. It's, it's getting me and like, I'm sure there's going to be others just like me that are going to be like, you know what, let's, let's check this out. That's kind of cool. Catch your eye. And you know, you're talking about it, CC about how these, these young entrepreneurs are doing their thing. And I think that's awesome. It's super cool to see these young guys, um, get to it and, and see a goal and, and accomplish it, especially when one of them's, you know, it's a power couple essentially with, um, with Cody and, and Brandy. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, the the power couple there, but with entrepreneurial journeys and such that that we see all the time, uh, social media is a big impact for that. What do they got coming on the social media front? Well, in the lead up to All In, um, you know, there was a number of wrestlers from independent promotions that you know you've got a bunch of different TV programs and a lot of wrestlers that are cross pollinating between different promotions. So how are you going to promote that? How are you going to progress or progress storylines and things like that? So what the young bucks especially did is they created a YouTube channel called being the elite. And they have this little group of wrestlers, you know, the young bucks, Cody Rhodes, a gentleman by the name of Kenny Omega, who's one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Um, Adam hangman page that I mentioned earlier, they're all in this group called the elite. And so being the elite is kind of their show where they progress these storylines and they tell their stories through YouTube videos. And I think that developing and progressing storylines, you know, gone are the days of the feuds where the feuds between wrestlers are just, you know, exclusively put on TV or exclusively limited, I should say, to TV, you know, now here in the 21st century, you know, we can use social media and the internet as a great tool for wrestlers to quote unquote, get themselves over and to really, you know, get in with the fans and to, and, you know, get their characters established and to get the fans behind their characters as well. And like I said, a good example of that is the Young Bucks. Another good example of that is Matt Hardy from the Hardy Boys. And he, you know, went to a different promotion, uh, Global Impact Wrestling, which is now Total Nonstop Action. And he, he basically filmed these videos where he was establishing a new character. And he was, you know, doing it from his home and doing it, you know, different camera angles and everything. And so he established a character that just blew up in the, in the wrestling world. And some bad examples, you know, in the WWE, when you try to do that, you know, they're not, they don't take too kindly when you try to get your character over by yourself. You know, there was a guy by the name of Zack Ryder a number of years ago. He created this YouTube series, you know, and he, you know, got himself over, quote unquote, with this, with this YouTube series. And, you know, WWE kind of teased it by giving him a, a title run with the Intercontinental title, which is the title just below the World Heavyweight Championship. And then they, they yanked it from him and they, you know, had somebody, you know, quote unquote, injure him and throw him off a stage. And, and yeah, and the WWE didn't take too kindly to that. And it's just, 
anything that's homegrown and organic to WWE tends to snuff out. But, you know, when you've got independent promotions that are saying, hey, yeah, you know, get yourself over on social media and start your own program and everything like that, it's really it's really encouraging to, to see how, you know, some of the young and up-and-coming people, especially the guys and gal behind All Elite Wrestling, they've, they've embraced technology and they say, you know what, bring it on. This is what we're going to use to further our storylines because this is the wave of the future. Oh man, see it's uh, that's awesome because they're I guess you can say get with the times and that sounds like all all elite wrestling has gotten with the times because social media marketing is a huge tool regardless of what business you're running, whatever you're doing and essentially these these pro wrestlers they are also entrepreneurs. It's not just the people running the promotion and running the organization. It's the pro wrestlers are entrepreneurs and this is a way to get themselves out there and it's a it's free access we all have access to youtube in our hands right we got it with our phones so this is an easy way it's a quick you know it's a quick youtube search to find some stuff and and, and get to know these people on a personal basis in a sense just kind of like i wouldn't say personal but to like personalize the entire experience they're right there in front of you and it just makes it that much better i think it's awesome what do we got to watch for in 2019 though cc well we're on the home stretch towards wrestlemania at the beginning of april in the wwe so the the calendar year has begun for the past 30 years with the Royal Rumble. And it's a 30-man, over-the-top rope battle royale, which determines the winner. The winner is determined to go face either the WWE champion or the WWE Universal champion. There's two sets of main championship belts because there's two main rosters. You know, you've got a separate roster for Monday Night Raw, and you've got a separate roster for SmackDown Live. So whoever wins the Royal Rumble will get the chance to face either one of those champions from their specific brands. So there's 30 participants, like I said, and the big event will also include the second annual Women's Royal Rumble. Last year was the first all-women's Royal Rumble, 30 contestants, you know, WWE women's and divas wrestlers from years past. And it, it was a really neat thing to see, you know, a lot of the, the women's wrestlers that, you know, helped pioneer, you know, the, the Divas Revolution back in 2014. And also, even further back, you know, the, the feud with Lita and Trish Stratus. I don't know if those names might ring a bell for you. They do. But they ring a bell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you had those two participants in the Battle Royal as well. So this year, you know, it'll, it'll be the second annual Women's Royal Rumble. And, and so that's exciting as well because the women are really starting to, to come into their own more and more in the past three or four years. And yeah, I'll get to that here in a second. But Brock Lesnar, that's a big name in both WWE and the MMA world. He will face off against Finn Balor for the WWE Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. Finn Balor, kind of an undersized guy, ripped his all get out, so athletic, but you know he hasn't really been given a chance with the big boys. He was actually the first person to win the WWE Universal Championship when it debuted, you know, he faced off against Seth Rollins, who's kind of another undersized guy, you know, very muscular, very stereotypical wrestler, but just smaller than Brock Lesnar. And, you know, Brock Lesnar's a beast. So, you know, a lot of people are smaller than him, but Finn Balor is going to get a chance to face off against Brock Lesnar at the Rumble. And there's always kind of an eager anticipation when the Royal Rumble happens because you have surprise entrants. You know, you have people like last year, it was Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio hadn't been in the WWE for a number of years. He came back, made his appearance again, and now he's a regular time wrestler on WWE television again. So this year, a major, a major star is kind of on the radar. The 
The rumor is he's leaning towards signing with All Elite Wrestling. It's a gentleman that I mentioned earlier, Kenny Omega. Like I said, one of the best wrestlers in the world. His New Japan Pro Wrestling contract has expired. So there's a rumor going around, well, maybe he'll sign for big money in the WWE, but maybe he'll go join his friends in, in All Elite Wrestling. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that and see how that works out. Going back to the Women's Battle Royal, the Royal Rumble, there's a really big superstar. She's probably the biggest superstar in the WWE right now, and her name is Becky Lynch. And Becky Lynch, she turned on Charlotte Flair, daughter of Ric Flair, who is a, a fantastic wrestler of her own. and she and, and Charlotte Flair and another gal by the name of Carmella had a triple threat match at SummerSlam back in August for the WWE SmackDown Women's title. And Becky Lynch lost. She snapped. She beat the crap out of Charlotte Flair. And she has adopted this new gimmick where she's calling herself the man. You know, and it's just taken off. It sounds so simple. It sounds just kind of, you know, over the top and, oh, yeah, the man, okay. But, you know, she's really just adopted this new kind of badass persona, and, and people are eating it up. You know, at live events, they just they keep chanting her name. You know, a lot of people are comparing it to when Stone Cold Steve Austin was at his peak in the Attitude Era back in the late 90s. And it's really exciting to see somebody that over and somebody that, you know, that can in, in passion and just set the crowd on fire like like you saw back in the day with Stone Cold and with The Rock and, and with Sting and Hulk Hogan and all those folks in WCW, Diamond Dallas Page, you know, Lex Luger, The Giant, you name it. You know, just these people that can light the crowd on fire. And Becky Lynch has tapped into that. And it's really cool because, yeah, it's it's kind of leading up to the rumor for WrestleMania, you know, the biggest event of the year for the WWE that – for the first time in history, we may have a all women's main event and, and the women can hold their own, you know, and, and the rumor is Becky Lynch and maybe Charlotte Flair are going to face off against the current WWE women's raw women's champion, Ronda Rousey. Ooh. Okay. Okay. okay, okay a little twist there. there. Yeah. Like Cause Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey made her debut at WrestleMania last year. She was in a tag match with Kurt Angle, against Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. And she did amazing. Like, it was one of the best debuts ever in pro wrestling. And she just has taken to it like a fish in water. Wow, man. That's big news, CC. And this is what I'm talking about. You're dropping some knowledge bombs on us, and that's good. See, we got something to look forward to. I have a question for you then, CC. Are you going to be invested in the All Elite Wrestling? Do you want to keep an eye on it? And are you going to be paying attention to the storylines there as, as much as you are with WWE? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because they, again, they are not, you know, they're not limited to, you know, just the, the people in WWE. The thing about independent wrestling is that they can kind of pluck from wherever, you know, a lot of these independent promotions are so small that, you know, they have a lot of leeway in their contractual obligations to where a wrestler can go compete for a small independent promotion in Great Britain and then go fly over to New Japan Pro wrestling and, and, you know, take part in an event over there. And and same thing, they can come to the United States and take part of take part in a lot of smaller promotions like Ring of Honor or, you know I'm trying to think of other, you know, small independent wrestling promotions and I can't I can't right now. But yeah. So there's a lot more leeway and a lot more freedom with contracts. And I know all elite pro wrestling or all elite wrestling 
is going to adhere to that as well. And so to see who will join and who actually from the WWE might be tempted to go over there because, you know, WWE, there's only so much screen time you can get. And there's only so much, so many people that can get pushed and, and get on the, you know, get screen time. And so, yeah, it's, it's just a matter of who's going to end up there. And in, in a word, I'm intrigued. Yes. Intrigued. I like that. Cause that's kind of what I'm at right now too. I'm intrigued. And CC, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you joining us and, and always sharing your knowledge with us. Um, you've been a huge contributor to the game time guru podcast and the website since day one. So I'm really thankful for that. Can you give us a, a quick rundown? I told him in the beginning, you know, we know, you typically are a hockey expert today. You're a wrestling expert, but can you tell us where we can find your work? I don't know if like any new listeners that are coming in, where can they find your work outside of here? Yes. Yeah, so I work for the sinbin.net. I am an ECHL correspondent for the Idaho Steelheads. And I also host the ECHL exclusive podcast for the sinbin.net called the in the corners podcast. And you can find me on social media. My personal account is at CC hockey talk the letter C, the letter C, and Hockey Talk. Or you can find my Sinbin account, the Sinbin Steelheads, at Sinbin Idaho. And, of course, you can listen to the podcast through the Sinbin app, the Mixler app, or through the In the Corners page on the Sinbin.net itself. Awesome. He does good work, guys, so make sure to pay attention to him. And, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. This is a whole different perspective from something completely different changing it up today, talking about professional wrestling. And as always, like I said, CC's dropping some knowledge bombs, and we appreciate that. So you guys know the drill. Make sure you go check it out. Uh, go check out CC's work. Go subscribe to my show. Give me some five-star reviews if you can. We want to see this thing grow. And uh, you know the drill. We'll talk to you guys next week. Guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of my show. Now, if you could go and do me a favor, head over to iTunes, give me five stars, and leave me a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support.